0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Sojourn College podcast where we engage in God's word in a way that transforms us. My name is Kyle, and you are listening to episode 10 of our fall podcast series as we have been making our way through the Psalms, just spending some time uh, reflecting and praying through the Psalms as a staff. And so uh, feel free to go back and listen to the previous episodes of this season. But also you can check out our first season, which is on the book of James And then our second season is on just some core doctrines um, of the church. And so feel free to go back and listen to that content, and we hope that it's um, encouraging and an insightful uh, resource for you. So uh, today I am going to be reading and reflecting on Psalm 92. Um, And before I read this psalm, let me pray and just ask that the Spirit would just open our hearts and our minds just to receive um, what God has for us in His Word. And I hope that this um, that God will just use this to teach you and uh, just to speak to you throughout uh, this week. So let me pray for us. Father, we just come before you um, just in Jesus' name, and I just wanna thank you for this platform and the opportunity to do this podcast with our um, with our college students and with our ministry. God, I pray that you would just use this time by your spirit uh, just wherever they are at in their week or later on in the semester, whenever they might listen to this episode. God, I pray that, um, that you would just use this time as we reflect on your psalm uh, just to speak to your people, uh, to comfort us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, um, and just to remind us of your goodness. Lord, would you just cultivate in us, uh, in our ministry, just a heart, a heart of worship um, and of praise as we remember uh, who you are and may you just transform us and make us uh, more like Jesus. And we pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So Psalm 92, uh, it says this. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this. That though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So this is a a psalm uh, of worship and praise to the Lord and I was just gravitating towards this Psalm um, because I feel like a lot of the Psalms that I've been kind of gravitating towards or reflecting on in the past months. And even in this podcast have been more Psalms of lament. Um, but just honestly, the past couple of weeks, God has been just cultivating in me just a, a greater sense of, of gratitude, a, a change in my perspective, a greater hopefulness. Um, just realizing that so much of the different things that he's allowing me to go through right now, um, are honestly a season and times of of testing, times of of strengthening, times of straining for the sake of growth and and conforming me more uh, into the image of Jesus. Just growing in me a deeper faith, a deeper love, a um, just a more radical encounter of His grace. And He's using these uh, some different challenging situations in my life to form and shape me. And that should. Knowing that God has a purpose in that and knowing that he's still good uh, and that he's faithful in redeeming um, even broken situations in our lives just led me to rejoice and just be grateful and and to praise. Um, So yeah, a lot of of the Psalms that I've been kind of reflecting on in the past have been laments, but this is definitely a a Psalm of of praise and of worship. Um, So I actually wanna start off my reflection on this Psalm by looking at the title. and so this, the title of this psalm, uh, it says this is a psalm for the Sabbath. So there's different, some kind of subtitles underneath the psalms that let us know possibly just like when they were sung, right? Some were songs of ascent as they would um, all, you know, on their different journeys up to Jerusalem as they ascend to Jerusalem, uh, would sing different songs or songs in the temple. And there's just so many different um Yeah, reasons for the different songs that are written. Uh, But the reason this psalm was written is that it was a psalm for the Sabbath. Um, And most of you probably know what the Sabbath is, but I think our first kind of point of reference for for the Sabbath should always be to look back at creation. In Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, and we see that God creates, He works uh, for, for six days, He speaks creation into existence. Um, and he creates uh, the earth and he creates the, the sea and the, the land and the sky and the animals. Um, and he creates us as the pinnacle of his creation. The final thing he makes is humanity. Um, and in chapter two, we get a glimpse that he actually, everything else he speaks into existence, but God actually forms man out of the dust and breathes his breath of life into man. And then on the seventh day, God rests. rests. He rests, and not because he's he's tired, not because he's worn out from his labor, but simply as an act of uh, just delight in just sitting back and just uh, reminiscing or just enjoying and delighting in his creation, and to set a pattern for us for how we are to have a rhythm of work and rest in our life, and how we are actually to um, we don't work to rest, but we work from our rest. So this is a psalm for the Sabbath, a psalm for uh, for rest to remind us of the goodness of God, to remind us of the goodness of, of resting on the Sabbath, because the Sabbath was supposed to be a day set apart unto the Lord, right? Jesus said over and over again, as he encountered problems with Pharisees um, and the religious leaders on the Sabbath, he, he said that man, uh, that the Sabbath... Man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. God gave us the Sabbath as a gift of his grace, as a time to set aside our work and our striving and our toil and to rest and delight in God and remember what it's all even for. Um, So this is a psalm for the Sabbath. So with that being said, I have three uh, points that I want to make uh just as I was reflecting on this psalm, three things that really stood out. Um and these three things are that we would rejoice in the goodness of God in verses as we look at verses one through five. Um then that we would resist comparing ourselves to others. And third that we would remember that the righteous will flourish in the presence of God forever. So first, the first point is that we would rejoice in the goodness of God. The psalmist starts off and says that it it is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. And I just want to emphasize here that, that reflection on the goodness of God should always bring gladness to our hearts. And I think so many times when we're lacking a glad heart, when we're lacking a heart that's rejoicing, it's probably connected to the fact that we aren't resting. We aren't Sabbathing. We aren't delighting and reflecting on the goodness of God and the goodness of his gifts, right? We can enjoy the gifts and the common graces that he's given us that ultimately point us back to God and and, and result in a heart of gladness, a heart of worship uh, that's oriented towards God. And a simple question I had just in light of that first verse is, why is it good to give thanks to God? He says, the psalmist says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. um, And just reflecting on that that simple sentence, right? It seems obvious. Of course, of course, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. But I just want to emphasize here that if you're not giving thanks, then you're likely not reflecting on the goodness of God and what he's done for you. And, and the reality is whenever we reflect on the goodness of God, we naturally want to give thanks him praise right and this is good because it is, because it is the only proper response to the goodness of God a heart of gratitude and thankfulness is the only proper response to the goodness of God so it is good to give thanks to the Lord and in that rejoicing in God, that joy that we experience is the fullest expression um is 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 what culminates in our giving thanks. Right. And so the fullest experience of our emotions always um, and feelings always work themselves out of our hearts into some sort of outward expression. Right. And so we see here in the rest of the psalm that this thankfulness and this heart of gladness results in singing songs and praises and playing instruments and and creatively expressing this worship outwardly to the Lord. And that this is good. And I would say too, it's just it's good for our souls. Right. I've I've honestly been trying to just cultivate a a more thankful prayer life. Um, There's different acronyms you can use to kind of help guide your prayers so that way you're covering like a lot of bases in your prayer life and kind of to get out of a monotonous rut. And one of those I've been using recently is, um, it's called ACTS. So it's adoration, prayers of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, um, and supplication. And particularly Thanksgiving has been um, just really crucial to my rejoicing in God recently, just by actually pausing and thanking God and remembering all of the wonderful things that he's done for me and is doing in my life and how he's working and how he's just continually been faithful. So uh, I want to encourage you just to make Thanksgiving an active part of your prayer life. So that's the first point. Rejoice in the goodness of God, verses one through five. Then we see in verses six through eleven that um, we see this contrast between kind of the evil, the the wicked person, and um, the righteous person. And I want to say that, like, here I think we we see a good example of how deadly comparison can be. Right over and over in scripture, we see some some of the righteous people in scripture struggling, or so-called righteous. Right, they're still failures. They're still imperfect. Um, But we see the people who are following God, who are trying to follow the Lord and be faithful to him, struggle as they look at some of these people that they deem as wicked and see how they're flourishing, see how um, they're more well off, uh, whether that's financially or or whatever that might be. In the eyes of the world, they seem to be more well off. Um, But I think here we, we see and we learn from this psalm that comparison is the great enemy of gratitude. That comparison kills our joy in the Lord as our eyes begin to shift away from the goodness of God and onto things that we think we need. And then that 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 desire, to, that covetous desire begins to shift onto God and it makes us think that God is holding out on us, right? It makes us think that, that his plans for us are, are not for our good as we begin to compare ourselves to others and, and covet what other people have. And in this comparison, I think if left unchecked can begin to fester in our hearts and, and result in bitterness, um, in bitterness towards God, towards other people around us. I think it results in apathy um, and just an indifference to the things of God. And when we lose sight, I mean, especially of the gospel, I think we, we all need to preach the gospel to ourselves regularly as we reflect on the goodness of what God has done for us in Jesus, as he has died for us who were his enemies. Like Jesus, I just think of, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. And and we must fight to to never get over uh, the goodness of the gospel and the goodness of God in the gospel as we see Jesus go to the cross in love for us. And I think coming back to this point, as we compare our lives to others and begin to value things that God doesn't necessarily value for us. We have to be careful that our hearts don't turn towards turn uh, bitter or sour towards God and towards other people around us. Um, and we must choose to remember that God is good and we must remember um, his goodness towards us in Jesus. And so the last point, I kind of already bled into it a little bit, is to remember that the righteous will flourish in the presence of God forever. Forever. Um, so, we see a, a, a pointing here, a, a hope in verses 12 through 15 to this eternal Sabbath that is to come, right? And it's something that we must remember as we struggle in this world, in this wilderness, in this uh, time of exile, so to speak. It can be difficult. Uh, it can be difficult to remember uh, that our final hope is secure and seated in the heavens and isn't in the temporary things of the world around us, right? So, we. Um, we can kill our comparison by remembering, and we can kill our comparison and cultivate a heart of gratitude by remembering who our God is and who he has made us to be in him. And we must remember this in light of e- eternal truths, truths that um, can be hard to remember as we, our eyes are focused on the world around us, but as we set our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter and the founder, founder of our faith, that we can endure uh, to the end. So this is why we must fight to be in continual communion with God through prayer, through His Word, and it is uh, through these means of grace that we can fight for our joy in the faith, that we can fight to have a heart of, of gratitude and thankfulness, and that we can declare with this psalmist that it is good to give thanks to the Lord. We must remember this because we are so prone to forgetting. So as we seek to live our lives uh, as exiles in this fallen world, we must work and fight from the rest of Sabbath as we first rejoice in the goodness of God, second, resist comparing ourselves to others, and third, remember his eternal promises to us. So this is Psalm 92. Uh, Feel free to go kind of back over to listen to the podcast as you read the psalm. Uh, It's split up kind of into these three sections of verses one through five, six through 11, and 12 through 15. So um, I hope that this uh, episode has been encouraging to you, uh, that you can uh, leave this podcast rejoicing, giving thanks to the Lord, and and that you can declare with the psalmist that it is good. It is so good to give thanks to God as we remember who he is uh, and who he's made us to be in him. So thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode of the Sojourn College podcast, where we engage in God's word in a way that transforms us. May the grace and peace of Jesus be with you uh, this week.